Welcome to another episode of the Father Ted Talk, broadcast here at the National Shrine of St. Elizabeth Ann Seton in Emmitsburg, Maryland. Now here's Father Ted. It was a hundred years ago today that Carol Wotiwa was born in Wadowice, Poland. Nowadays we know him better as John Paul II. And he would go on to be one of the most dynamic, influential figures of the whole 20th century. He was ordained a priest when he was 26 years old. He was ordained a bishop, consecrated a bishop when he was 38, and he became pope when he was 58. Throughout his entire life, he was a philologist, he was a philosopher, he was a theologian, he was a poet, he was an actor, he was an athlete, and he excelled in all of these different fields. As pope, he had the third longest pontificate in the history of the Roman Catholic Church, lasting more than 25 years. And as Pope, he decided that he wasn't going to sit around in the Vatican and wait for the world to come to him. Instead, he was going to go out to the world. And so in the course of his 20, more than 25 years as Pope, he would travel more than 750,000 miles. That's the same as 29 trips around the earth or going to the moon three times. In the, once again, in the course of his pontificate, he gave 20,000 discourses. And to his general audiences, more than 17 million people participated. And that's not counting the people that participated in his small groups meetings or gatherings. Between two and four million more people saw him in those more intimate settings. That's not counting at all the people that were present in his liturgies. And so on account of this and on account of his world travels, he is by a long shot, the most visible or the most seen person in the whole history of mankind. He also had some very special gifts, one of which that reflects his intellectual capacities is that of this kind of split or dual attention. It is said that he could read a dense book on philosophy while somebody else was reading out loud a book on spirituality, and he would understand both of them equally as well. Now, these are just some of the calculable or the measurable feats of John Paul II. And we can ask ourselves, you know, what was it that allowed him to accomplish these things, plus so many more that, you know, we, we cannot even begin to measure, you know, how much influence he had as a pastor and shepherd of souls and how many people he brought to Christ and how many people he was able to strengthen in their faith. You know, we have no way of calculating those numbers. But how is, what was the secret to everything he did? What was the secret to this the fact that he, in a sense, changed the fate of history by being so pivotal in the fall of communism, by changing the entire way in which popes lived their pontificates, what was it that was his secret? He one time told a journalist that people try and understand me from without, but I can only be understood from within. That is to say, his holiness, his union with Christ, that inner union with Christ, was the secret of all he did. And the reason, or rather, there was one time a, uh, an attendant of the papal household who came up to him and asked, and saw him very tired, and so she said to him, I'm worried about you, your holiness. And he said, I'm also worried about my holiness. But thanks be to God, we know now that there was no reason to be worried about that holiness of his. And perhaps the reason why there was no reason to be concerned for that holiness of his is on account of his devotion to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 
he took, John Paul II took, the fastest, safest, and best way to God. He took the way of Mary. All his life, he was a son of the Blessed Virgin Mary. When he was born, his mother had the windows to the home open so that they could hear this Marian hymn that was being sung in the neighboring church. When his mother had passed, he ran to the church and he knelt in front of the altar of Our Lady and he told her that now you must be my mother. In his childhood, he would always wear the scapular. He joined the co-fraternities of Our Lady. And at a particular point, though, when he was a little bit older, he became worried as to whether or not his devotion, his love for Our Lady might, in a sense, be taking away from his love for Jesus. And so his spiritual director at the time gave him the book by St. Louis de Montfort called The True Devotion. And there he saw, or there he learned, that devotion to Mary and love of Jesus was not an either-or situation. It was a both-and. You have both Mary and Jesus. There is no need to choose between the two of them. And it showed him also that Mary is, doesn't just lead us to Jesus, but rather also Jesus leads us to Mary. From the beginning, he consecrated his priesthood, his episcopacy, and his papacy to the Blessed Virgin Mary. And so if you look on his papal shield, he has that inscription in Latin, totus tuus, or all yours, Mary. It's just a little excerpt from his consecration that he made of himself to Mary based on St. Louis de Montfort. When he began as bishop in Krakow, there were only a handful of vocations there, and so he made a promise to Our Lady. He said that for every vocation that entered the seminary during his time as bishop, he would make a pilgrimage to a Marian shrine on foot. And when he, when he was elected Pope 15 years later, there were 500 vocations in that diocese. Just last week on May 13th, we celebrated the memorial of Our Lady of Fatima. And it was on that day in 1981 that John Paul II was shot by a would-be assassin in St. Peter's Square. He was shot twice. He was shot, once in the, he was shot once in the hand, and the other shot went into his abdomen. And the surgeons who treated him for the internal bleeding afterwards, they said that he shouldn't be alive because the bullet had entered him at such a trajectory that it should have pierced vital organs and he should have bled out within minutes. But the surgeons, looking at the path that the bullet followed as it pierced his abdomen, they realized that it had, in a sense, changed direct tra trajectory in his body. So it should have killed him, but for some reason it changed course. And so St. John Paul II would later say that one hand fired the bullet, but another hand guided it. And that very same bullet that pierced him is now found in the crown of Our Lady of Fatima in Portugal as a sign of his veneration and his attributing to her his survival of that assassination attempt. Once when he was Pope, he was looking out at St. Peter's Square and the St. Peter's Square is just full of these marvelous statues that were designed by Bernini. 120 different saints are represented there. Be it the Blessed Virgin Mary is not. And so, one of the first things he did as Pope was to remedy that deficiency. And the, there's currently a mosaic of Mary, Mother of the Church, on the wall of the Vatican, which is closest to the, to the location where he was shot. Whenever he was praised for doing something impressive, he would respond by saying, I have not done anything. It's all thanks to Mary.
He preached over 70 catechesis on the Blessed Virgin Mary and wrote other documents about her as well, such as his encyclical Redemptoris Mater. And it was he who added the luminous mysteries to the rosary. And so on this 100th birthday of the history-changing Pope John Paul II, let us remember that the secret to his life was his holiness. The secret to his holiness was Mary. So let us ask John Paul II to show us the way to Mary so that she then might show us the way to Jesus, which is the same as holiness. <laughs>